Ladies and gentlemen, I just bought my fifth jewel battery. Uh, after promising, my, promising myself I wouldn't get another one, because I'm a nicotine addict, and I'm also Donovan. I am also Arthur, is who I am on this show about relationships called Radio Free Tote Bag. How is everybody? You good, Dono? How you doing? I'm doing fantastic, except for falling off the nicotine wagon here. Uh, How's it going on your end? I'm doing okay. Uh, I'm heading into my final week uh, working for the Sadness Factory and uh, had a delightfully relaxing day off today. Feels good. Feels fucking good. We'd love to hear that. You know what else we'd love to hear right there? Hmm. We love to hear that we have another podcaster on board as a special guest today. Yeah! Uh, this podcaster is my cousin, Rebecca Pettigrew. How's it going, Becky? It's good. It's going good. Glad to be uh, here, finally. <laughs> Rebecca has a podcast called The Fruitless Endeavor, uh, which I think you're setting yourself up for defeat with a name like that. I think you could have a very <laughs> fruitful endeavor. Well, that was kind of the point, you know, because life is pretty much a fruitless endeavor. Oh, damn. Yeah, I'm in the midst of existential dread. Yes. Well, that's, you know, my middle name. <laughs> uh, this was this was a little bit of a, a last minute setup with the guests too. So, Becky, I'm not I'm not super familiar with your show. I know that you're Arthur's cousin. I know that you do a podcast. Can you tell us just like briefly what uh what your show is about besides well, existential angst? Thus far, I uh, I kind of like one day said, oh, I have all this sound equipment. Maybe I'll make a podcast. And I really didn't plan it very well. It was just like, hey, you know what would be cool? Um, it kind of devel- devolved into uh, me complaining about work, which isn't very interesting. So I'm kind of on a hiatus right now while I actually plan things out, you know, like an adult. <laughs> You're going to come back with that RFTB bump. Right. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully I can think of something to talk about. Besides work. <laughs> hey, we'll you just start talk- start talking about the uh, relationship experiences that, that come up uh, as you answer questions with us today. I will definitely but, do uh, that. Uh, but then, but then also maybe don't. We don't. You know, we we don't need any more competitors. <laughs> we're trying to corner this market. I think we're succeeding so far, but you know, I've enjoyed it. Thanks. I know you're. I know you're a longtime listener. I really super appreciate you. Sticking around with us. Well, I support everything you do, Arthur. <gasps> oh, best cousin ever! Yay! I taught you all the good cuss words. You totally did, man. Like, <laughs> I remember so many late nights. So, uh, uh, Becky was also involved with the Renaissance Festival, and so uh, I remember so many nights after like a day of being at the festival in costume, talking in an accent, like. Uh, just like hanging out at the house, like watching movies, and uh, me like cock blocking her for dudes that she brought back to the, my folks' place. <laughs> well, that was kind of a favor with some of them. I mean, I'm not it's known true. for my, my good decision making. <laughs> oh well, boy. Well, Becky, I got to give to you our question that we give to every guest, which is what is your worst dating or relationship experience? Well, to protect the innocent and, and the guilty, I'm going to, like, skip mine because I've made some really bad choices. I'm actually uh, – <laughs> it is Becky adjacent, though. Uh, back uh. in 2000, I was going through what can only be termed as the worst divorce ever. Um, my wow. My ex-husband – we'll call him fuckface. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he was 22, and um, 
his new girlfriend, who we'll call older woman, was 42. So Damn. Yeah, it didn't end well. But he decided to bring his new girlfriend to the Renaissance Festival, where I was employed, and as was my 12-year-old cousin, we'll call Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they approached me first, and I'm, you know, I'm not going to break character, because I know that's what he wants. He wants a rise out of me and wants me to show my ass, so I didn't. I did a little shtick with him, um, you know, made some jokes, made him laugh, and then as they were walking away, she said, oh, I thought she was a fat bitch. So that was, like, mm. my uh, sweet revenge. Nice served cold like a dish of ice cream. And um, <laughs> it gets better from there because not too soon after that, they uh, encountered my cousin, we'll call Arthur, who was a precocious 12-year-old, <laughs> who felt the need to thank Fuckface for bringing his mom to fair. <laughs> and he kept doing it. He would be like, oh, it was so nice of you to bring your mom to fair, Fuckface. So, <laughs> but it didn't stop there. He also recruited the entire pirate cast who also followed him around saying, fuck face, your mom is pretty. <laughs> so I, I get home after a nice long day of goofing off for money. And uh, he leaves me a, a message on the answer machine because I was poor and it was 2000. And um, you can tell your little cousin to go fuck himself. Oh. And I'm like, tell that 12 year old dude he's a child how can you say that so he tells me what happens and all i can do is laugh because you know we were going through the world's worst divorce and uh so yeah that's my my favorite dating story even though it's not my own that that definitely counts and i love that we have uh arthur arthur fucking with some relationships at 12 I'm taking a bow. Y'all can't see it, but I'm taking a bow right now. It was amazing. Yeah. It, it almost was as good as the longest joke ever that he told that was oh. terrible. It involved diarrhea. You told me that joke. It, it involved diarrhea and vomit. Yeah, but you took it to new levels. Oh, because it's, it's one of those modular jokes. Mm -hmm. So basically, it goes like, uh, so there's this dude, and there's like he goes on this really long journey, and uh, he kind of he touches like a giant ape and then he has to run for a really, really long time mm -hmm. and he like breaks his legs and whatever and it and finally shits his like pants. you know shits his pants make sure that you get that in there and uh he like hurts himself really bad and then finally he's like cornered and he thinks that the ape is gonna fucking kill him and the <laughs> ape reaches out and touches him and says you're it and then runs away it took oh, you like a like a shaggy dog story Yes. Yeah, you tell it for like 45 minutes. Yes, and yeah. he, he did. He told it for that long while I, I was trying to get my freak on with some dude I brought home from the Renaissance Festival. Because <laughs> I was telling him, because you told me that joke when I was real young, and so I was retelling him that joke yeah. to show you how good I was at telling that joke. It was, it was fantastic. My favorite joke you told me, though, was why'd the monkey fall out of the tree? I don't remember this. Because it was dead. <laughs> You could not tell that joke to save your life because you couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> I'm liking like this nine. window. I'm liking this window into uh, the past of young Arthur. That's, that's <laughs> cracking me up. Oh man! Well, well, good times. I'm glad that. Uh, yeah, I'm glad that we know that Arthur's been fucking with relationships since he was 12. Yep. But uh, <laughs> Becky, how do you feel about coming along with us and uh, fucking with relationships now that Arthur is thir you're 30, right? Yeah, I'm almost now, 31. And 
now that yeah. now that Arthur is almost thirty one in August, what do we say? Let's do this shit. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Well, let's get to this uh, this first question here. Typically, uh, Reddit questions we've been bringing in from our relationships, our sex, our relationship advice. This time, uh, we're coming from a different subreddit. One of our friends sent us a post from uh, the sub, Am I the Asshole? Where people typically describe some sort of situation they're in, usually a social situation, asking if they're the asshole in this situation, you know, or the other person is. So with that context in mind, am I the asshole for putting my foot down with my husband's ridiculous baby names? My husband and I are expecting our first child in about three months. We've been so busy with other things that we haven't actually had a serious talk about names until last month. Our relationship has taken a serious nosedive since then. We're either giving each other the silent treatment or arguing. There's no in-between. We have never had such opposite tastes on anything until this. I am a name snob. I fully admit it. No matter how much people say it doesn't matter, a name does affect people's perception, especially first impressions. I want to give my baby a name he can carry into adulthood without shame. Something that works no matter what path he takes in life and doesn't give people pause or make them say, oh, like, insert fictional character here. You know, since he's going to be a child for, what, 5% of his life? He needs a man's name, not a baby name. I don't want to call him some ridiculous or cutesy name or some shit that lets my husband stroke his nerd boner. <laughs> Example, his top name picks include Ranger, Ryder, Flash, Six, Baratheon, Boo. Ender, Trapper. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah! Tell me I'm the crazy one. I won't. And as if these, if those are frightening enough, he wants to fucking pair them up. Imagine my poor son living his name, living his life named Six Baratheon surname. It's insane, and I'm honestly rethinking my marriage that we are fighting because he wants to give this kid a ridiculous name so badly. Those are just the highlights, by the way. His list includes a lot more Game of Thrones names and celeb stage names and 80s action flicks names and all kinds of shit. I like traditional, classic, slightly overused names. Adam, Jack, James, Michael, Charles, Kenneth, Thomas, Donovan. I've composed a mile-long <laughs> list of... <laughs> I had to slide that in there. That's a pretty good name. Uh, I've composed a mile-long list of similar names, and he turns his nose up at every single one. They're man names, he whines. Too old, he says. He wants something fun and cute. Again, okay, but by the time our kid is 45, I imagine he's going to be tired of this shit. Hell, probably by the time he's 15. I've told my husband he needs to sit down on this one. He's too blinded by the sonogram of a tiny baby and little blue onesies and teddy bears to remember our son isn't going to be little for long. But he won't have it. He's screamed at me that he should be the one to name him anyway because he's a guy and understands boy names better than me. He's told me I'm boring and tasteless because of my picks. Oh, God. I've straight up told him I will fight for our child to have a sensible name as long as it takes. He said he's going to do the same so our son doesn't end up saddled with a dumb and overdone name. I don't know the legality of this, but if there's any power I can abuse to name the baby my choice when he's born, I'm 100% ready to do so. Oh, man. I hate to say it, but yeah, it's worth my marriage for my son to not end up named literally anything my husband likes. 
Tell me, am I part of the problem here? And that was posted by Name Bitch 102. <laughs> oh. That's fucking nuts. I think by we the can way, agree. Excellent pronunciation of Baratheon. <laughs> I, no, I'm, not, I'm not a fucking not a dork, g- Arthur. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, this person is not the asshole. I think that uh, the husband's definitely being a total dick about this. There needs to be some kind of compromise met. It can't just be like, no, his name will be Flash Rider, and you can get fucked. <laughs> if, you don't well, name, if you don't name our son fucking SpongeBob Squidward, I'm, I'm ending this marriage. I'm taking him off because it's child abuse if you name him John. Right. <laughs> Well, Fuckface wanted to name the boy child uh, Zot73. And I... Uh, wow. Yeah. So when he was gone... Didn't you guys meet in art school? Yeah. Well, no. It's it's way more of a... More fucked up in... Shines a very poor light on myself how we met. Um, but for a long time, we, we, we were potheads. So Zot73, mm-hmm. while I was high, sounded really cool. But then once I was really pregnant and, you know, not part of that anymore, it was like, nah, nah, that's fucked up. <laughs> so, yeah, while he was out of the room, I uh, named him what I named him. And he's got three names. And none and of them are cool. Zot 73? Nah, not a bit of them. Is that My from something? character was named Zot. Yeah, I think that might be where it came from. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, the, the cool thing is you can't name them numbers. And he was, like, adamant that it would be seven and three but you can't do that so. uh-huh state of ohio fucked you over fuckface. <laughs> well i think i think we're in agreement in this situation this person is not the asshole no. um especially that you know that this husband is getting so enraged about this shit and again yeah, yeah is not trying to compromise i i understand like okay i don't want my son to be named fucking Adam or something like okay fair like that's a popular name you want him to have something unique but you can't whip around and go the complete opposite direction and name him fucking Baratheon or however the fuck you say it Arthur because they're gonna it's not, it's not even fucking 15 they're gonna take shit when they're in school they're gonna fucking hate it when they're older and like applying for jobs you know like you're gonna be a fucking accountant and your name is gonna be Flash or Ranger Flash no. or fucking Six Ranger I guess that's a number that would kind of work for accounting, but you get the idea. This would fuck somebody's life up. Right. I think I think there is a compromise to be made, uh, and this is something that I pushed for. A uh, college girlfriend and I were uh, deep enough in the relationship that we were talking about eventually having children and had even developed uh, some, some names for said children. Uh, like, you know, uh, first name uh my uh grandmother on my mom's side uh second name uh a dear friend of ours and actually a friend of like the person we met through like we thought that would be a like a really good and sweet name but i was pushing for james guillaume (laughs) as a name uh named after uh James Uringer from Mindless Self-Indulgence and uh Guy uh Homem de Cristo from Daft Punk. That's at least a normal name though. Like in the yeah, sense James of like Guillaume. that's 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 a and, human name. And his initials would be JG like JG Wentworth. <laughs> oh. Huh. Love love that. Very mean. And go by JG Brim. That'd be tight as hell. 
Thank God for the boy child, because I couldn't think of names for the other two. And he pretty much named them. Although we did have a little bit of a fight because he wanted to name the baby um, Rocket Ship and the middle no. chocolate bar. No! <laughs> he was he was three and five, so. <laughs> That's funny. That would be super cute if you let a child name it. It'd be like... Uh, it would be like if um, the creator of Axe Cop was naming your kids. You guys know Axe Cop? Is that a thing that you guys are familiar with? Am I speaking not. into the void with that? It's it's an Adult Swim show, so it's this. Um, it's like a five year old kid and his dad are co creators on this um, cartoon series. So the kid just like makes up characters and stories and scenarios, and the dad like writes scripts with them and animates it. It's actually fucking awesome. You should look up Axe Cop. I will have to look that up, and then share yeah. it with my children. Oh, and then sure to love it. And then name your children Axe Cop. Yes. Mm-hmm. There we there we go. Do it th- like George Foreman, where they're all named Axe Cop. Axe <laughs> <laughs> Axe Cop One, Axe Cop Two. I think I think we're in agreement here, though. If you if if your husband like if because this is also just crazy into the realm of questioning the relationship, uh, in in my opinion, that that seems too much to me. Yeah, I think that she's yeah. overreacting there. Well, you know, I think that most people are at least thirty percent asshole. So I think she needs to like bust out another twenty and be fifty percent asshole and just name the kid without him. That's a possibility. The other thing I'm thinking, maybe she moves on the middle name. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Jack Ryder, whatever their last name is. I feel that. Having a crazy middle name, that's more of just like a fun conversation piece when you're older rather yeah. than something that's going to fuck you up. Ah, that's not a bad compromise. <laughs> David Ranger Baratheon. <laughs> there, we, there, we, there we go. Very, somewhat more reasonable. But yeah. yeah, you can sit down and come to the compromise here. You know, but... It, Becky, as far as you were saying about, you know, most people being 30% of the asshole in the situation, like, this dude's being a fucking crazy person, that's fair. But also, like, the fact that you're into, you know, traditional kind of names here, I also understand, like, the criticism of that. I don't understand it to the degree that I'm going to call my kid whatever fucking Game of Thrones character name. But, like, I understand that uh, to the degree that maybe have a conversation with them and, and think of names they're outside of that kind of basic realm. Like they can still fall into relatively classic, but I'm thinking as we've been talking about talking about like you two talk about, you know, maybe an important family member to you or something mm-hmm. you have in common, but it's gotta be more human name. It's gotta be a little more unusual, but not, you know, as far out as he's suggesting. I feel like that's your best option here. Cause also if you do, if you do push and just name them yourself, and you want, you know, your relationship with your husband here to be good, that's going to fuck shit up, too. I, th- I yeah. think if you're trying to save the relationship, you're trying to have a normal-ass name, that's your best bet. Yeah, do a little digging. Find, like, uh, like a name from, like, like an old British officer. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like Donovan. Yeah. <laughs> Donovan or Arthur, Targaryen. for that matter. <laughs> there we go. Oh, I love it. I'm going to go change my name. <laughs> well, I, I kind of plagiarized Targaryen there. Did you hear about all the shit libs who named their kid Khaleesi? I... And then in the. Yeah, and then the fucking last season, like, uh, uh, Daenerys uh, Targaryen goes nuts and, like, kills a whole bunch of civilians and turns into a monster. Yeah. So there's, like, k- kids out there who are named after uh, 
one of fiction's greatest monsters. Hell I have a friend yeah, whose kid's name is Isis. Ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's one that was good and normal, and well, relatively uh, normal until until yeah. ISIS had to go fuck everything up, man. <laughs> That's the you real my crime. kid Daesh. That's the real crime of ISIS right there, fucking up the names. <laughs> All right, I don't know. Compromise, solve your shit. What do we uh, What do we got next here? Yeah. Hey, uh, so my seventeen M rich girlfriend's nineteen F family. Invited me to go on vacation with them, but I don't think I fit in. I'm not trying to be rude at all or anything. I just don't want to be a burden or anything. My girlfriend, 19F, and I, 17M, have been dating for a year now, and things are super great. She comes from a very wealthy family, while I come from a really poor family. Not as poor anymore. She lives in a $2 million home. Her family drives new cars, and she is just, uh, and she is just wealthy, but she is not a person who feels uh, entitled because of her family's wealth. I am also Latino, and her family is American slash white, in parenthesis here. Sorry if that's rude. I don't mean it in a rude manner. That Fucking ain't rude. white, white people. people. Fucking white people. <laughs> I do get along with her dad and mom very well, and they help me with getting into a good university since my family really couldn't help since I'm the first to finish high school. I have respect towards them and all, uh, and since I work in construction and landscaping, I do some work around their house. Her mom and dad invited me over for dinner, and they told me they wanted me to come along with them and my girlfriend to a resort vacation lasting a week. Sounds nice, and they said they had paid for me to go with them, but I feel real bad about it. Like, I wouldn't be able to afford to go, but I saved a few hundred dollars from the past weeks of work, uh, from the past, yeah, weeks of work. I do have some money to buy stuff over there, but I just feel bad and kind of embarrassed that they're the ones paying for me to go. What should I do? Not go? Go with them? Apologize? Or what? TLDR, my girlfriend's rich family, is paying for me to go on vacation with them, but I feel like a burden about it. That was posted by Throwaway C-H-Q-I-S. Chikis. Chikis. All right, Chikis. I've been in your shoes before. Uh, the girl I dated through college, real fucking wealthy family. And so you do, you know, activities with them and they're kind of normal. Uh, I was going to nicer places, you know, staying in nicer places. I went to like a wedding and we're in some fucking fancy hotel and the wedding's a whole, you know, a whole fancy affair. And uh, I don't know. I didn't grow up broke or anything. I, I relatively well off family. Uh, but I but I get that feeling of just being kind of feeling out of place and like worrying a little bit about like, oh, they're spending like this amount of money on me. And even if you know that, like, hey, they'll pay for things and, like, they invited you and that's all good, I, I still have, like, this back-of-my-head feeling. Like, you go to a fancy fucking dinner or something, and it's like, I don't know, I was always taught it's it's polite to, like, attempt to pay or, like, offer to pay, even if you know they're going to yeah. turn you down. But in that context, it's like, I can't really fucking offer to do that if it's, like, $500 dinner and right. I work in a bar and grill and I'm in college and have no fucking money. So I, 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 I get the kind of, I get the insecurity feeling there. I get the uncomfortableness. Uh, but that being said, I, I think you just got to let that shit go. Because like you said, what's the fucking alternative? You're not going to go. Well, they're going to be more upset about that than about kind right, of, right. you know, you being a little bit uncomfortable with the situation. So I, I deal with the uncomfortableness. I, I say just let it go. They're offering to do this. You know, they, they wouldn't do that if they didn't like you. Right. Right. Yeah. Go and have fun. <clears throat> Yeah, go chill at the fucking pool. I'm like, you know, 
Uh, so let's see. You're going on a resort vacation. Uh, you're 17. I uh, still couldn't drink, like in Mexico, which sucks. But like, I don't know. Yeah, you can. Fucking go enjoy yourself. Yeah, you probably can. <laughs> <laughs> Just go, go fucking enjoy yourself, man. Have a good time. And uh, I think the worst thing that could happen to you on this trip is that you become a novelty. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, they brought they brought a Paul with them. <laughs> I think that's I think that's the worst thing that can happen. And then you just kind of, you know, I don't know. It's a little degrading, but like, play the role and tell them about landscaping and watch them be like, oh my heavens! Oh, but I just thought of something. What if it's like Get Out? Oh no! Uh oh! I haven't seen that. I still need to. Yes, you do. I, I highly recommend it and us. But I digress. Hold on, I mean, if it wouldn't kill my connection, I'd start downloading them right now. But... <laughs> it's on, like, HBO, I think? I think I still have an HBO. We'll see. Yeah, I'll get into that. Um, so, yeah, worst case scenario, you get, like, trapped with a bunch of rich people who are trying to kill you. <laughs> Hunt you for sport. <laughs> That's funny. No, uh, you'll, yeah, you'll, you'll fucking you'll, enjoy yourself. You'll You'll be fine here. And yeah, if people are weird to you and all that, though, then okay, maybe you'll learn that you don't like these people, and and that's totally fine too. I don't know. I've dated people whose parents suck ass. You know. Yeah. Do it for do it for the relationship, though. If you really care about this girl. Yeah, you get to spend time with your girlfriend and have fun. Oops. Yeah, you can have fancy fun too, like on these people's dime, and especially if they're assholes, it's extra great because it's like, oh, I don't give a shit that you had to spend this money because I don't like you. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh my god, can you imagine like paragliding at sunset with your like girlfriend that you're in love with at 17? Holy shit. Yeah, it's that's good times. That'd be like the best feeling in the world. I'm afraid of heights though. So like maybe uh uh jet skiing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> paragliding at 10 feet. How's that sound? Oh yeah, that maybe. Maybe I won't pee my pants then. <laughs> All right, there's there's our compromise set up. Well, you'll be fine, Ch- Chicas, however the fuck you'd say her name. And hey, you know, worst case scenario, you're 17 and none of this even fucking matters. Who gives a shit? All right, next question. <laughs> well, next question comes from uh, our anonymous question box. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why are you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, and uh, as always, hey, uh, listener, hey, uh, person who heard about the question box and doesn't listen and should listen, you can submit questions to this show and we will answer them. I don't give a fuck what it's about. We just prefer it to be about relationships. If you'd like to do that, you can go on our Instagram. In the bio, there's a link. You click that, type your question into that box that comes up and press send. You don't even have to make an account. Uh, you can also go on our website. There's a link somewhere on the sidebar that says submit a question. It's it's as easy as pie. So fucking do that. We love answering your questions. And uh, this week we got a few. Uh, one of them's a real question, and the rest of them are a bunch of nonsense, you fucking assholes. But like I said, we're going to read them anyways. <laughs> Arthur, what do you think? We we do the real one first or we do the nonsense one first? Or, let's, first. Uh, let's hit him with that realness. Okay. All right. So first off... A uh, real question from a, a real anonymous listener. Hey, so my family recently confessed to me that they don't know who I am anymore. They don't know the person I've become or what to expect from me. 
It's kind of a slap in the face because they've always been controlling and manipulating me to be someone I'm not. And now that I am an adult and beginning to come into myself as a person, they decide that I'm like a stranger to them instead of, I don't know, actually getting to know me. How do I go about addressing this with my family? Because I'm honestly upset, but I don't want to start a fight. Yikes. I, I defer to our guest. I pass. Pass. Uh, uh, I'm wondering if one of my children wrote that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, my family was pretty protective of me, um, even into my 20s. Um, uh, I don't know. Just try to talk to your parent and say, hey, this is who I am. I don't. Damn, that's fucked up. I can I can give you a little more context on this because this is a friend of mine. Okay. Uh, okay. Basically, she's back home again recently. She was kind of like out on her own for a while dating somebody. Uh, early 20s, has come back home. And her family has all been kind of like distant and weird to her. And finally, I think she asked her brother about it. And he was like, yeah, none of us really feel like we know you very well. Which is kind of a fucking shitty thing to say. Yeah. Uh, but also, you know, I, I, I guess just kind of you're separated out like that. You're in an age where... You know, you are changing and becoming, you know, more of who you are as an adult. Uh, I, I can, like, I can see how that leads to this happening. She said otherwise she's had, like, a good relationship with her family. Um, so this is, like, kind of a recent, kind of a recent thing. Okay. You know, you know relationships kind of fuck you up. Mm. I mean, they change who you are. You start to act more like the person you're with. And then when you break up, like, I don't know. <laughs> It's scary. I, I feel what you're. I feel what you're saying. Um, absolutely, you start to um, like you pick up their mannerisms and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's things that I still say from uh, exes that I broke up with years ago. Same. Oh yeah. Um, and so it does. It does change who you are to a certain degree. Um, I I think maybe you kind of just like you know you kick open the dining room door while they're having your dinner. And if they're having dinner and you go, allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Bethany. And then you just fucking like you, uh, you just come in and, and start just start sharing more of yourself with them. Like uh, kind of try there to bring go. them into your world. Yeah, yeah, it's not like I, she like got got by the pod people and became a totally different person. So Sure. No, yeah, it just it just sounded to me like, you know, there's been some distance created. She got tied up into that relationship pretty hard and, and coming back there's some distance. And so I say the same, just attempt to be more open with them to the best of your ability. Uh, you know, don't don't force that cuz ultimately you know, they they're, they're kind of this is a little shitty of them. I think to to you know, not have any kind of understanding of, okay, like maybe that relationship wasn't so great or something or, or whatever, like sympathize a little bit that people do change and, you know, it, you don't see somebody for a while. Sometimes they're different. Um, yeah. So I think, I think try to be open with that. I think another easier way to do that is going to be trying to spend a lot of one-on-one time with your family members. I think it's Definitely. real a lot easier to open up with people in just that one-on-one environment instead of just like, a general, you know, you're around the house and normal conversation comes up. You can't really, in that situation, like over the dinner table, be like, yeah, so my boyfriend was like really emotionally distant and that's that has me fucked up now. Like you gotta, right. you, it's like an intimate thing. You gotta kind of give those details one-on-one if it is something like that. But, but whatever the case, I don't know, you, you see what I'm saying. Try to get to know them a little better. 
reintroduce yourself as Arthur said, but just kind of in that in that one on one way. I, I think I think doing that over time, they'll I think they'll come back around. I love it. Insightful as always, me bye. Hey, thanks. Hey, uh, let's do this next one, which okay. I hate. Okay. I hate this one. Hey, baby. Want to put your little pilot in my cockpit? Yes. Next question. <laughs> no, this Just, is a this is a callback to our last episode, right? When that when that the yeah. line we came up with for the uh the dude who was a pilot. Well, uh it was the um the one where the guy's like, "Hey, so my girlfriend is talking to an ex of hers, like an ah. ex buddy who is a pilot." Yes. And he was saying shit about, do you want to be my cockpit? And I'm like, no. Because cock- <laughs> cockpit is too much like calling a vagina an armpit. You know yeah, what I mean? It's, it's like that's a, not good. Just that's a pit where you pe- keep my your... DMs. <laughs> yeah, we, we went mm-hmm. off on this dude. Oh, man. I don't like it. Just like Fetch, we are not going to make cockpit happen. Definitely not. I don't know. I think it needs to happen. Thanks for giving me the context to that question, though, because uh, although we did that episode a week ago, uh, I can't remember anything ever. So I, I appreciate <laughs> either, your support. Man. Okay, next one. Yeah. In Star Wars Battlefront 2, how do you wrap up the legs of the AT-AT and the Snowspeeder? It's going to have, it's either R1, R2, or both of them. Like, it's a special ability on the fucking speeder. What do you want from me? Go look it up. It's on IGN or some shit. Go look it Bingo. up. Bingo. Bingo. Video game relationship advice. Okay. <laughs> uh, somewhat real question. Uh, why is this called Radio Free Tote Bag? Well, it's your fault, Donovan. <laughs> it is. I, I can give you the story real quick. All of my playlists, uh, since I've been making playlists, like my main big one with all the songs has always been Radio Free Donovan, because uh, there's an REM song called Radio Free Europe, and I just thought that had a good ring to it. And I wanted to make a podcast uh, before I was talking to Arthur about doing one, and I was going to be like, it's going to be Radio Free Donovan. Uh, but this podcast could not be that, because that w- that'd be weird. You know, it can't yeah. be all about me. That's some garbage. Radio Free right. Donovan Arthur, Donovan Arthur. Not as good ring to it. The tote bag <laughs> section. Uh, you know, NPR and shit gives away the free tote bags. They're a radio station. Bada bing, bada boom. Radio free tote bag. That's amazing. Welcome to the show. Interesting side note. My youngest, her uh, Discord name is free tote bag. That's fun. Interesting. Big yeah. fan of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Just, maybe say, to just say yes. Just yeah, say she, yes. Yeah, she we're, loves we're, the show. Hell yeah, we'd love to love to hear that the youth uh, appreciate us. All right, Arthur, right. what's what's the I last really one like, here? I really like this one. If your sex lives were cocktails, what would they be? That's one of those fun little party icebreaker questions. It is. Uh, white Russian. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Creamy. Okay. okay. And if you have too many of them, <laughs> your stomach starts getting fucked up. <laughs> uh, as I've found out before. Yeah. Let's see. What would mine be? Uh, if my sex life was a cocktail, it would be a Dixie cup of water in the bathroom alone at four in the morning. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Becky, you got something right, less, less heinous than that? Shit, lately? 
Um, or perhaps more heinous. Yeah. <laughs> Two oh. Dixie cups. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm a rum and coke. Classic. Yeah. Like when you don't know what else to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a good answer. I like that. That's very I like good. that. Well, good times, good. listeners. Thank you for, uh, I don't know, three out of five of those questions uh, and you other two. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I like you for listening. I can't make fun of you. All right, Arthur, what's what's next? The girl I need. That's the headline. It's just the girl I need. Dot dot dot. It's very ominous. Fuck. So there's so there's this girl twenty. I like. We have known each other for more than ten years. We used to talk a lot, mostly on Snapchat. On two occasions, I told her I like her, and I didn't get a straight reply. And after that, we still talked like normal. Though sometimes she would just randomly stop talking out of nowhere and not even bother replying or opening texts. She doesn't always save my replies on Snapchat. She was interested in this guy, but he lives in another country. We've met in person and get along very well. We have fun together. Any advice on how to get her? Oh, God. She does not, <laughs> she does not like too much clinginess, but she does like attention, fun times, a compl- like, you know, compliments. Uh, and all that. It's just puzzling that she randomly cuts me off. She has had a lot of people approach her. She's not a 10 out of 10 or anything. Wow. <laughs> I know this is not much information. I'll add more if asked. But any idea what I could do to, again, get her? TLDR, I confess to my friend of 10 years that I like her twice and got nothing. We still talk from time to time. Uh, sometimes she ghosts me. How do I uh, get her? Any suggestion? And that was posted by Hello Noob. Oh my! Well, you're gonna need, you're gonna need a big net. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like the fucking predator. You know, he's, like he shoots that wrist rocket net thing. Yeah. There you go. Then you got her. I mean, bingo. She's not like cute or anything, but right. Yeah. Uh. Maybe quit being a douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. So as as to why she randomly like doesn't respond to your stuff and like didn't really give you much when you said you liked her, it's because she simply does not see you that way right. at all. Yeah. Right. And and typically when that's the case, you know, I, I I don't know. There's situations where like maybe you had a bad date and, and just didn't jive. Maybe you weren't having a great so you day. Had and a it's bad like, date. Oh, okay. You didn't jive or whatever and like, hey, maybe you can give that another try. But if this is one of the situations where like you keep trying to ask somebody out and you keep talking to them or whatever and they're not going with it, there's a very clear message there. That's not that's not a fluke. And the message no. is no. that, you know, you're not going to get her, so to speak. She's not interested in, in getting you. And uh, that's fine. The key to dealing with that is not to post fucking questions on Reddit. It's not to strategize no. on how to get this person. It's to accept that some people aren't going to be into you. Move on and put that energy into, you know, other things. Maybe including not being such an asshole and referring to people as not a 10 out of 10 or anything. Yeah. Yep. This gets a new kind of horn that we haven't used on the show yet. Yeah, did you fucking like that? That's a good horn for you. That is the loser horn. Loser. The prize is wrong. You you get no prize. No prize. None. I don't actually, oh, I don't actually know anything about the prize is right except for that, that sound. Uh, 
What did you never like? Were you never sick in like middle school? Right, uh, dude. I was all about Wheel of Fortune and Judge Judy. Well, that's oh, in man. the afternoon. Eleven, eleven a.m. Yeah. You tune in. It's fucking. I used when I worked at. Uh, I used to work for Kroger. I can say their name because I don't currently work for them. Uh, when I used to work for Kroger, I would time my lunch breaks so that uh, I would come in at eleven thirty so I could watch the second half of Price Is Right <laughs> on the TV in the break room. Very right. important. I feel like I missed out on on some essential childhood content here. Yeah. And you can never go. You can never go home again because it's not Bob Barker anymore. It's just not the same. That's not that Drew Carey's doing a bad job. Not that Drew Carey's doing a bad job. It's just that it's not Bob Barker. Damn. Right. Right. I think All he still right, says next... to spay and neuter your pets, though. That's good. I remember when he started doing that. It's like a good message. Yeah. It is. And what? In what context does that come up in a game show? At the end. It's at at the very end. His sign off is like, "I'm Bob Barker. Have your pets spayed and neutered." Yep. <laughs> Exactly. Which is a little fucking nuts, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. That's, that's very strange. <laughs> that's very strange. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's been Radio Free Tote Bag. This is Donovan. And uh, remember, you know, your taxes are due April, whatever the fuck. <laughs> Have a good one. <laughs> fuck it. Eh. Don't forget like to recycle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A little weird. <laughs> A little weird. <laughs> Consider starting a compost heap in your backyard. All right, we'll be here next week. <laughs> See you later. All right. Oh, Price is God. wrong for this fucker. I need to think of some cool outro like that. But uh, hey, in the meantime, uh, co-worker acts like a child. I oh, th- By the way, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. <clears throat> Finzo. There we go. Nice. <laughs> It's gonna it's gonna be a double friends. Wait, wasn't the last one a friends one too? No, it wasn't. We moved it. I feel no, it like that was, like. It was planted firmly into the plant. It into was the, the friends. Oh, that that dude certainly yes. is. That dude's in the in the grave zone in my book. But these next two questions in the friends zone, correct? Correct, Manundo. It's a friends zone. There we go. That's that's what I'm looking for. All right. <laughs> Space number one of the friends zone is that coworker acts like a child. I, 34F, work with a guy, 40M, who can't ever just let things be in conversation. He always has to make something out of it. For example, if you say, I went for a nice walk in the park this weekend, he'll say, oh, so you're saying you have a better park than I do? Or you say, I really like apples. And he'll say, oh, so you're saying you don't like oranges? What's wrong with oranges? He says it in a half-joking manner, but everything is reduced to this kind of immature sarcasm. Everything. Any conversation that you try to have with him, he spins into this stupid game. Like everything is an accusation in a competition. Needless to say, it is exhausting trying to communicate with him. I have to work with him, but it's getting to the point where it's just depleting me. Would you just avoid... TLDR, guy I work with, acts like a child and is impossible to interact with. And that was posted by You Would Dare. You Oof. Would Dare. Jesus. Yeah, I would avoid. Avoid. I would just avoid. Uh, if you gotta work with this guy, just keep it to work stuff. Don't just say that you like apples to him. Which, that's really wild. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's just like, man, I really like apples. 
No, definitely. Don't express any affections. Don't express any opinions towards this dude. Just, just you know, keep it extremely work-focused. And to, to the best that you can, like if he starts going on one of these tangents, just disengage quickly or show extreme disinterest. I mean, I don't know if this guy has the self-awareness to, to recognize that, but you get the idea. Yeah, I, I just try to dodge conversations with this guy. Yeah. Easy peasy. Yeah, stare blankly. <laughs> just get super glazed over and stare at his ear while he starts on one of these. <laughs> yeah. That's a good that's a good move. My one eye is like too to to you know show like spacey disinterest to fuck with people. Is like yeah, focus your eyes so you're looking like if there was a point, I don't know, ten feet behind their head. Yeah. You focus on that so it looks yeah. like you're looking through them and it's not super noticeable. But it's like viscerally noticeable when somebody looks at you like that. It's very off-putting, and I wouldn't want to talk to me if I was doing that. Or you just start a, a conversation fr- with somebody nearby. It's totally unrelated. Ooh, that's True. cold. Yeah, that's cold but effective. I fucking like that. That's good. I got a friend that that fucking stare-through simply does not work on. Uh <laughs> He uh he is prone to recounting the entire plots of seasons worth of anime to me. <laughs> oh no. And uh I give him one of those and he is just unfazed. I get to hear about all the animes where they're playing a massively multiplayer online game, but then that becomes the real world. Oh, that sounds Several. like Several. That sounds very much like Boy Child. And when he was little, and like telemarketers or bill collectors would call, I would just hand him the phone and say, "Hey, boy, child, oh. the lady wants to hear about Pokemon." <laughs> oh, that fucking rules! So there's a hundred and fifty, right? Actually, there's a hundred and fifty-one because there's a secret bonus one. You can get them by going to certain Pokemon events, or you can use a Game Shark. And now, in terms of choosing a Game Shark, you're going to want to look at one of the following retailers. <laughs> Wow, that was a, that was a spot on like impersonation for somebody you've never met before. Except he used to have a really big that stutter, so he would get stuck on the word "and" and say it like forty seconds. Oh no! Oh my god, that's fucking brilliant. Because a telemarketer can't hang up on you, right? No, that's fucking telemarketer kryptonite. I'm sure he made somebody quit their fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's excellent. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit him up and give him props on that. That's such a good fucking thing. That's amazing. We love it. We love it. I mean that that's kind of an option here too. You could just this dude's fucking nuts. He clearly doesn't give a shit what you're actually talking about. You could just derail all these conversations and say real weird shit and see if you can get him to do anything <laughs> other than, you know, making these stupid one up comparisons. Because who yeah, gives a shit? Default. You got nothing to lose. Oh yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I'm known for like starting some weird ass conversations. <laughs> It's fun. <laughs> Introduce a wild card into there. Don't don't keep giving him Apple ammunition for these dumb fucking one up comments. Why? Yes, uh, I actually hate oranges. I would never eat an orange ever because they're orange. Oh yeah, fucking double down on his shit. Be like, yeah, my park's way better than your park. It has a swing set. There's a swing set and a dog run and a fucking running track if you're into that kind of thing. There's even like a calisthenic fucking work. Like, like eat shit, dude. Fucking like, your park ball. sucks. Sometimes you oh can find God. free syringes yeah. down by the jungle gym. You got free syringes, you <laughs> piece of shit? I have free syringes. Oh, 
Well, hey, oh. if you uh, maybe maybe hit me up after the uh, after we're done recording here, I gotta inject some memes directly into my veins. Uh, <laughs> you're looking for some hepatitis C. <laughs> oh hell yeah, yeah, it's, that's my that's my it's favorite a, one. It's a big move. Okay, okay. Friend zone part two. My thirty F former coworker thirties M is making paranoid Facebook posts. Joe and I worked together for about eight months earlier this year. We were decently friendly and bantered about uh, politics, board games, and conspiracy theories. He definitely came off as a pretty conspiratorially-minded guy, but overall it seemed pretty lighthearted. He left the job when he moved out of state several months ago. Yesterday, he made an uncharacteristically long Facebook post, plus several comments about being followed slash watched by the police was pretty off the deep end in comparison to what he usually posts, and additionally contained a bunch of language that, without going into specifics, makes me think he is probably going through some kind of paranoid episode. I want to help the situation if I can. He has a wife, who's not on social media, and a young daughter who I'm worried about. Should I reach out? If so, what should I say? TLDR, old coworker seems to be having a paranoid episode on Facebook. Can I help? And that was posted by cool underscore dog underscore. 69. <laughs> oh, nice. I almost missed the 69. Well, hey, good on you for having the uh for having the concern here. Um and looking out for your coworker like this. I I feel like, you know, onset of mental illness can be something that people just kind of look over or accept as happening. Mm-hmm. Uh as opposed to something, you know, trying to do something or trying to help somebody. I think it's really easy to do that with relationships that, you know, aren't, aren't particularly close. So I'd say good on you for recognizing that this is an issue. And I, I, I would I would definitely agree. You know, if this comes out of nowhere, especially, um, I'm fairly sure, you know, psychotic uh, episodes can kind of come on like that. Um, I think this is definitely cause for concern. And I don't think, you know, if, if he is, you know, having some full on episode here, I don't think it's going to be beneficial to try to confront him about it. So I think yeah. you're on the right track with the with the wife potentially or maybe. Yeah. You know, somebody else you work with. I don't know if you guys have a manager, you know, who might or anybody who might know his wife better. Like you, you got to find a common point between you two guys here and get some backup on this because this is this isn't something I think you can just tackle on your own. True, absolutely true. Uh, as somebody who has uh, spent just a little bit of time in a psychiatric hospital, uh, he thinks he's really on to something. Uh, so if you come at him with the, like, no, this is, you know, what's going on? Are you okay? He's going to be like, of course I'm okay. It's just, I'm possessed of secret knowledge that, that they need to, and if they knew I had it, oh my God. Right. It's it's fucking scary and bad. So, uh, that might push him deeper if you try to, try to go it alone. So absolutely get in touch with, uh, somebody close to him. I don't know how it works with like emergency services. If you could like contact, like some sort of mental health board like where he is and see if they could come check up on him. I don't right. Know. Yeah. I think in most states you have to like have a family member. Yeah. Uh, commit you, I guess, or, you know, be a yeah. danger to yourself or others. Yeah. It's fucking spooky, man. The brain is a, is a weird and, Yes, yes, it is. It, yeah. it, it, it's very spooky that something like this can just pop up all of a sudden, too. You know, yeah. you're acting normal one day and just absolutely not the next. 
So, I, I mean, I reckon this is a fucking emergency, though. I would try to get on this yeah. as quickly as possible. You can't find the wife's social media. Again, I don't know, ask other coworkers you guys have. Explain the situation to them, too. Between all of you, there's got to be some way to contact her. And right. uh, Yeah, because I think, Becky, I think you're right about it. Something like that usually needs to come from a family member. And I think, you know, getting her, getting her in on this... Uh, like in the circle of what's happening here, I think that's going to be essential to like, if it gets to the point that this is some kind of medical emergency, I think that's going to be essential to like actually take action on that. Right. 100%. Because otherwise we're going to do call the fucking police or something and that's never fucking good. They're not going to fix this situation. He's already having the <laughs> oh, delusions. No. They make it worse. Definitely, do, definitely don't do that shit. Yeah, almost every time. I learned something super depressing that uh, one of the largest mental health providers in New York State is the state penitentiary yeah oh definitely ugh. fucking ugh. our world sucks very much oh, it's just science man nothing helps people who are having a paranoid episode more than being locked in a fucking box uh with a bunch <laughs> sure. of criminals yeah yeah wonderful that'll help you out yeah how that'll about that you thing out. you're very afraid of let's do that <laughs> oh my I, God. exactly but so i could i could see it being tempting here though because a lot of emergencies are like, I, I don't know, like call 911 and your heart's in the right place. But yeah, that could that could make this so much fucking worse. So again, yeah. just get in contact with his wife somehow. And uh, Arthur, like you were saying, I, I don't know if there's any kind of um, social service. You could find more information on this sort of thing online, I'm sure. Um, but if there's any sort of like non-governmental agency here, just definitely non-fucking police agency. Try to go that route too, uh, but number one is is find his wife. I think. Yep, definitely. You've done it again. Woo! Out here, out here, saving lives. Kind? Okay. No, no, not really. <laughs> Trying to out, out here helping. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Hey, uh, hey, folks! I got good news though. I have uh, something new that has just happened to us. Uh huh. We're going back to the question box. Asking all the questions. What? Yeah. Holy shit. I had that gut feeling that there might be something new in there, and I went ahead and refreshed. And it's not even uh, like a stupid cockpit reference. Uh, We got an actual question in here. (laughs) Fuck yeah. All right. So I'm I'm just going to explain what the question box was. Uh, We're going back to it real quick. So here it is. I've been with someone a while, and I'm beginning to think I might not want marriage or a lifetime with them or anyone else. Normally, I'd be in a cut-it-off-if-there's-any-doubt person after this length of time, but I feel like I don't know enough about myself or love to know if that's right, and we're happy in growing together. Furthermore, if my doubt is in marriage generally as a goal, then shouldn't I stay with someone who makes me happy? More complication is that my partner is very interested in marriage as a concept and wants it with me. Is it selfish to stay with them because I'm growing and happy with them, even though we feel bound to collide on this major philosophical difference someday? And again, posted by anonymous listener. Oh my god. Uh, you gotta be honest. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you gotta... Man. You can't, like, have a relationship with false pretenses. That's not gonna work out. No. Okay. Especially if you know that this is going to be a clashing point. Right. Like, you're, yeah. you're just delaying the inevitable here, and it's going to get harder to deal with the longer that you wait. Yeah. Man, so yeah, uh, 
just just I don't think you have to be definitive on anything because it doesn't sound like you're definitive on this. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, just just share your concerns about where you are in terms of of uh, of a lifelong relationship and let them know that you're that you're having these concerns. Maybe that will cause them to uh, like I know if if I had a partner who told me that and I was interested in a lifelong relationship with them, I would dial that shit up to 11 and try to make their life uh, as perfect as possible. So maybe at least <laughs> maybe at least. You get, uh, you know, maybe a couple months of like, uh, Sheer oh no, I'll pay. yeah, yeah, I'll take you out to dinner, yeah, no problem, fucking let's go, yeah, just yeah. please stay in my life, please, please, will you stay in my life? <laughs> well, I've been that person, and that doesn't really work either. <laughs> no, no, it does not. But uh, oh. that's me. That's old seventy. That's old seventy thirty Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say too. Just give this a little time as well, maybe even before you have the talk, and just give yourself a period of time where you're going to chill on this. Because uh, I know an anxiety I've had is sometimes when you hit like a certain level of seriousness in a relationship, you just you get fucking wrapped up in it. Oh my god! Like, what am I going to be like in 20 years? Am I am I still going to like this person? Like, oh, we're fucking we're going to have to get a divorce, and you just you just start fucking spinning the hamster wheel there, and you get mm-hmm. wigged out, and then you build this up into something that's like much more than it actually is. So I'm not I'm not doubting here, you know, that you you're not necessarily into this. Like, I, I definitely understand that. I'm not trying to discount that part of it. Uh, but I'm just saying I would give like just give yourself a little cool down time on this. Definitely have the conversation about it. Um, but I think uh, allow yourself to get a little less worked up because I, I, I know getting close to that or like the sense of like this impending big change and you're not sure. So just fucking jump. Just get the fuck out of there. That, that's like a, that's a thing that I have felt before, and I think that wanes a little bit with time. So let that wane a little bit, then have this conversation with them and, and, and lay out how you feel about things. Yeah, yeah, I think you'd be doing a disservice to just jump. Right, uh, yeah. definitely knee jerk reaction. Yeah, because you're you're good and happy in here, you know. So just just cool it for a little bit. It, it it'll be all right. Yeah, I think you're gonna be good. I think, uh, yeah, I think you're going to be great because like philosophically, I don't think it's wrong for you to be with somebody that makes you happy, even if you don't think it's going to be forever or that you do want a forever thing. I think that, you know, people with that sort of relationship orientation also deserve uh, happiness and fulfillment. Uh, it, It just has to be with somebody who's on the same page as you. Right. Yeah. Well, fucking yeah. I'm glad you want, we. You want, I'm glad we oh, caught ahead, this. I'm glad we caught this in time too. This is you know a relatively pressing thing, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm glad, glad I you didn't have to refre- wait a week. Yeah, I'm glad I hit that refresh button. I, I I mean to do this on some episodes to see if anything anything comes up, but this is the first time we've caught one. So thanks for your question. I I hope this shit works out for you, and I, I think it will. Fuck yeah. Do you want to know the fuck what though? Do you want to fuck? Guess you, Donovan, Becky, fucking you. Listen to me. I've done this bit a million times, but I love it. <laughs> it is pretty good. Our intro song <laughs> is the song "Hanging On" by the band Knower, and you can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com. And uh, I've just I've just refreshed the my brain segment box, and uh, the segment <laughs> that just came up. <laughs> 
is the part of the show where I mentioned that the outro music of our show is uh, the song Stephanie by the Hayfellows. And you can find them at Instagram.com slash the Hayfellows. Or look them up on Spotify. There's two spaces in it. One's between the and hay. One's between hay and fellows. It's the Hayfellows. <laughs> Our, our uh, sincere and, and deep thanks uh, to Becky for coming on the show, uh, the host of The Fruitless Endeavor, uh, which is currently on hiatus but will return, I anticipate, with a guest appearance from yours truly, I imagine. Becky, <laughs> have me on your show. Get me on your fucking show. We'll cross promo. I will totally do that when I get my I'm shit so together. I'm so into it. I'm so into it. <laughs> We're going to have a link to uh, Becky's podcast, uh, The Fruitless Endeavor, uh, in our episode description. So please go check that out. Check out the back episodes and look forward to some new stuff. Uh, but in the meantime, i got to let you know that uh, we've had a great time this week. And, uh, you know, I just really got to let you know that I appreciate you being here with us. And I love you. Thanks. Bye. Here's a list of the uh, of the first 150 Pokemon. Are you ready? <laughs> Bulbasaur, Ivysaur, Venusaur, Charmander, Vermilion, Charizard, Squirtle, Mortar, Blastoise, Caterpie, Metapod, Butterfree, Weedle, Kakuna, Ejia, Kissy, Idiota, Pidgeot, Rattata, Radicate, Spearow. Hero, Pikachu, Just fade that shit out, then it'll be a good exit.